On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what to do when you feel like you've lost all hope on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life once at a time. And and uh, tr- try saying that five times, right? So, what I want to talk to you today is is simply this: feeling hopeless. Do this one thing. And the reason why I want to share this is because there's been so much hopelessness these these past couple of years. And I know we always go through seasons, but it's been over the top with COVID and the politics of it, and people losing jobs and supply supply issues and just everything is like three notches below what we're used to and so we can easily become discouraged just you know the housing crisis and the economy the gas price everything and personal careers have been lost during this season and many people have really struggled so what i want to talk to you today is, is simply about the idea that that hope is a tricky thing and it's so tricky that if we don't get it right, we're going to end up hopeless. And let me put it this way, that that if my hope is only this random thing of saying, well, I hope life gets better, then what will happen is, it, it's the equivalent of me saying, well, if the wind currents change, then, then maybe my circumstances will change. And we know how random the wind can be. It can change on a dime. So our hope has to be more substantial than just this random kind of general shotgun kind of thing in all directions, hoping that something hits. And there, there's a saying by uh, by John Bunyan, who said this, he said, as your faith is, such your hope will be. Hope is never ill when faith is well, nor strong if faith is weak or if faith be weak. And that's John Bunyan. And I, I love, I, I just love the fact that he he was able to just compress that into this beautiful thought that he was telling us what to reach for there and he was telling us what to what to look for there and as we, as we look at this idea of hope we have to understand that that in the scriptures there's always this this uh this tension between faith and hope and, and love for that matter but let me give you the scripture or rather, this this little just little snippet I want to give you here, but here's what we do if if we if we don't know what to do about hope. Stop focusing on hope, and start focusing on believing God. What do I mean by that? Sometimes we can become obsessed with just hoping, hoping that things will get better, hoping that my life will turn, hoping that I'll get a better job or that finances will come and provision will come and all these things. And we're so focused on hope that we forget about the object of that hope. Because hope needs an object. Hope can't be random. It can't just be this general thing. And this is why in in the book of Hebrews, we find this beautiful scripture here that says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run the race, or rather run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And so notice that he is, he is the object of our faith. He's the object of our hope. And sometimes if we only focus on hope, what hap- in fact, what happens, when, what happens when we only focus on hope? 
Well, this happens. We are focused on chance and not God. What do I mean by that? I mean that that we have this randomized thought and we're waiting for an accidental shift in our situation and not necessarily God. We're not necessarily waiting on God. Uh, the scriptures say, they that wait upon the Lord. There, there's a powerful metaphor there. The, the inference is kind of like, like a waiter waiting on, on tables or a servant waiting on his master. That we're not just waiting randomly like for the bus where we have our arms crossed and we're just kind of reading our Kindle. But we're waiting on a person to act. That is the true hope. And so that's why I didn't say focus on faith, but focus on believing God. Because that, that comes to another challenge that we, we can have in, in, our, in our walk. But when we focus on this chance type hope, we're not inviting God's process in our situation. We're not welcoming his sovereign hand. And sometimes, uh, you know, people think that, well, you know, faith puts me in control of my life and I could just kind of use my faith to steer wherever my, wherever my life goes. And that's an incorrect view of faith. Faith partners with God in process to, to allow his sovereign will to happen in my life. And so, so what happens, what happens when we, when we focus only on faith? What happens when we focus only on faith, right? And that's a good question because if we focus only on faith, and, and let me give you a scripture here that because this, this scripture has been used so much in the past by people that maybe um, put all of the emphasis only on their faith. And that is Habakkuk 2.4, look at, look at the proud, their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. And they put the emphasis on their faith. But yet Paul puts it this way, as it is written, and he quotes that scripture, the one who is righteous will live by faith. Notice he didn't say their faith, but by faith. Meaning that, that uh, yes, there was a responsibility to believe, but it's not all on me. It's not all based on the quality of my faith. Because how many times have we failed to believe because of human weakness, because we're struggling so much? And the last thing we need someone to tell us is just believe God, you know, because we're so exhausted maybe or we're tired or we're angry or, you know, discouraged. And many have taken this scripture to believe that the object is my faith. When in, in reality, the object is God, my faith in God. My, my faith is not the object. God is the object. He's the focus of my faith, right? So, so hope has to be based on something. And that something is God. But what happens when, what happens when I only focus on my faith? And, and, and this is the first one. It becomes a performance a technical thing. In other words, let me go back here. But in other words, it becomes this pass or fail thing that, that I'm doing just, you know, because it's based on, on, on the way I formulate my prayers or the way I declare the word or, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, I, whatever phrase I use to exercise faith, I did it wrong. And it becomes this, well, I got it wrong and that's it. And we find, we find a man praying to Jesus saying, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. 
And there's something about that that speaks of the human experience that no matter how much faith we think we have, we struggle. And so we find that that as we talk about this, another thing happens when faith is my only focus. In other words, my, my faith. And this is what happens. We strive with never being enough. And let me go back here, but let me just say that if we don't receive healing or a miracle or whatever we wanted, then we failed. We're not enough. My faith wasn't enough to get what I wanted. Yet, I had a friend who, um, many, many years ago, uh, his son was very, very sick, and he fasted 21 days for him and really struggled and just believed God, declared the word, stood stood by night in prayer over his son, and just, he actually encouraged other people saying, I'm holding on to God, and God's going to break through. And he did everything right. I mean, this, this guy really is a man of faith. His son dies. So does that mean that his faith wasn't enough? And absolutely not. There has to be more to this story that we don't always understand. But let me just say this, that sometimes in a world filled with spiritual evil, sometimes the enemy does, does win the battles. And But let me also say this, that God is also working. He is faithful to keep us. But another thing happens uh, when we when we um, focus only on faith, and that is this. It places all of the weight on you and on your faith and not on God. And that's a heavy-duty thought when you think about it. When it's all on me, when everything I do is all, absolutely all on me. And there are many scriptures, however, that speak on about waiting on God and waiting for Him. And that tells me one thing, that the object is never my faith as much as my faith in Him. He's the object. He's the one that's going to bring it through. I have to focus on His character, not just on the quality of my faith. All I got to do is believe and say, Lord, I'm struggling, but I'm going to believe you. That's it. So let's not complicate it, right? But here's a question that I want to ask. What if... Here's a what-if question, right? What if we combined both hope with faith and instead of just hoping, right, begin believing God and, and, and believing what He's going to do? And I love the way 1 Peter one twenty one puts it. Through Him, you have come to trust in God who raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory so that your faith and hope are set on God. I'll say it again. So that your faith and hope are are set on God. Do you see that? That faith and hope need an object, and that object is God. It's all about Him. It's all about Him bringing us through. And, and hence, we have to focus on Him, not on the quality of my hope or the quality of my faith. And so, Hebrews has another one that I want to give you that, that is just beautiful. In, in Hebrews 10.23, where it says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. Again, the onus is on God here. The responsibility is on God. My responsibility is just to believe, just to hold on to him and to believe in his character, to believe that he will break through for us. So if you like this podcast, please leave a like and remember to find us on YouTube on Soul Zero Two. Uh, we're on Buzzsprout uh, Audio, you know, Buzzsprout Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. We're on Google or wherever you, wherever you find your podcasts. So until next time, uh, thanks so much for watching and, and being with us. 
God bless you.